0: He that shall live this day and see old age will yearly on the vigil feast his neighbors and say, tomorrow is St. Crispin." Then will he strip his sleeves, show his scars, and say, these wounds I had on St. Crispin's day. Old men forget, yet all shall be forgot. Well, he'll remember with advantages what feats he did that day. Then shall our names familiar in his mouth as household words. Harry the King, Bedford and Exeter, Warwick and Talbot, Salisbury and Gloucester, being their flowing cups freshly remembered. And this story shall the good man teach his son, and Crispin Crispin shall ne'er go by, from this day to the ending of the world. But we in it shall be remembered. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers. For he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother.
1: This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Yes, uh, I played to start out with uh, that clip from a movie called Renaissance Man. If you uh, couldn't understand all the words the first time, because it's not that often you hear this clip on on the radio, go back to uh, go back to EdHoffman.net and replay that. What a great—I uh, think it's a story from uh, from Shakespeare. But uh, in honor of Memorial Day this weekend, I thought that was a most fitting uh, most fitting clip. And for all you service guys and all you veterans out there, uh, I thank you for your service and happy Memorial Day. We remember all those that we lost. And uh, thank God and thank the military and our uh, armed forces for the freedom that we enjoy in this country. Last week we had uh, push-ups for charity at our office. What a great event. Uh, Joey Jones, Andrew Bottrell, uh, some uh, some heroes of... Heroes of mine and heroes of this country uh, were there in in uh, Merino Valley at our office. We had people doing push ups we had uh, we were raising money for the boot campaign. Um, I think our total now is just about $75,000 that we've raised. Um, none of that goes to anywhere but the boot campaign, there's uh, wholesale capitals picking up all the overhead of putting that event together. For If you were there, I thank you. If you went online and, and uh, donated, I thank you. And if you haven't, go to wcccharities.org and throw in throw in some dollars. It's tax deductible and uh, it's for a great cause. And uh, what a great event that was and we will do that again next year. Um, and we're going to talk... So we're going to talk about everything that's going on in this country and uh, why this country is worth saving and why our why our election is so important this year and to understand what's going on because i think i think the politicians know that it's a soundbite world and you hear little things and you make judgments because you don't have really time to pay attention and absorb it and most people are so busy living their lives that you don't have time but if you listen to the main event for an hour a week I'll give you the whole recap and tell you what to think. Everybody's entitled to their opinion and I, everybody out there is entitled to mine. That's why I do the show uh, but before we go any further let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman. President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender located in the city of Moreno Valley. Also offices in Temecula. Corona Downey Westlake Village and Covina to service all of Southern California and coming soon to somewhere close to you or far from you somewhere, somewhere, uh, somewhere that will expand our footprint. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and there are fantastic opportunities and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll-free, area code 855 640 2020 if you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to talk on the phone because you don't want me to hear your voice and be embarrassed if you have some some something on your credit or something embarrassing to ask me about you want to have some some anonymity uh go to edhoffman.net Click on apply now, put in as much information as you want me to have, and uh, let me know how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or one of my teammates, Matt Bradbury, Randy Sampius, Alex Rojas, uh, Justin Clark, or Eric Marquez, and we will help you solve your problem. Sorry, I can't call everybody back myself, but I can assure you we all work as a team. So if you talk to one of those guys, uh, you're talking to me too. And uh, just because you talked to them at the beginning doesn't mean that we won't talk along the the process of of your uh, of your loan experience with wholesale capital. Um, if you hear something you want repeated, you can hear this show replayed as well as four past shows um, on uh, EdHoffman.net. Click on Listen to the Main Event. You'll hear this show, and I think there's four past shows. You can also get it on AM590. TheAnswer.com, and uh, you can also uh, go to iTunes and get on. Uh, uh, on, uh, your, to where it downloads on your, on your iPhone, your iPad, your iPod, your iWatch, your computer, uh, I guess your Android or your BlackBerry or anything that, that downloads iTunes and you can subscribe for free and a click on it. I'll download once a week and you could listen, uh, whenever it's convenient for you in, uh, listen in front of your computer on in your car, you know, technology is, a. Uh, Technology is so amazing. I don't understand any of it, but uh, you know, somebody said put it on on podcast. I would get a better reception, and I did it in. Uh, well, at first I asked my son, "What's what's uh, what's podcast?" I don't understand what that is. So anyway, it's been a eight and a half long years of uh, of uh, of doing this, and it's been fun. And you guys are uh, are uh, responding, and we're going to talk about some of the things because now the now things are coming full circle in this country. I'm going to tell you about some of the things that we talked about years ago. That are coming back in the news today. Uh, before I go further, you if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at Ed Hoffman. I tweet about current events all week long. Uh, you can like the show on Facebook. Uh, the show Facebook page, which is the Main Event 590. Um, find the show page. You can also read my uh, weekly column in IE Business Daily. IE, Inland Empire, Business Daily.com. Click on the Opinion tab and you'll see my full list of columns. Um, this week... Column is about why it's fair game for Trump to talk about women's accusations against Bill Clinton, which is uh, something we're going to talk about on today's show as well. So let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about. Hey, you know what? I, I don't talk about mortgages very much on here. I do mortgages. If you want, if you hear something that sounds like common sense uh, today, and you need a mortgage, you need a refinance, you need to purchase a loan. Um, wholesale capital is the best. Uh, I've been doing it for a long time. I'm a great. Loan guy, if you need some some advice on on that, call me. But you know, I noticed that the more I talk about mortgages, less people tell me they listen. So let's talk about something more interesting, politics. So uh, Hillary's war on Trump. Uh, Hillary did, uh, Clinton apparently has uh, the Democrats' nomination nearly locked down. Although I don't completely understand it because. While this primary season, it seems like Bernie Sanders is winning almost as much as her. How come she's so far ahead because of those super delegates, which I know that Bernie Sanders is going to go protest at the Democratic convention so While Trump has ours locked down bernie the the Democrats are the one that's going to have a contested uh, a contested uh convention that's if it's anything like the one in Nevada where there was nearly a riot. Uh, should be fun to watch the democrats melt down. Uh but Donald Trump officially secured the Republican Party nomination by reaching 238 or 239 depending on which uh, who's reporting it. Uh one delegate over the over the 1237 threshold that he needs and we still have we still have uh California, New Jersey, and New Mexico and uh what else? I think that's all the all the states that are left. We haven't had a chance to vote yet. It's, January, it's June 7th. We get to vote as well as New Jersey. I think this week is New Mexico. Um, so anyway, so so now Hillary's gloves are off. She knows She knows it's uh, her against Trump, and she's uh, waging a no-holds-barred campaign to defeat Trump. On Meet the Press Sunday, Chuck, Chuck Todd pointed out that Hillary and Trump are about 50-50 in the national polls. Real Clear Politics average shows Hillary at 43.8 and Trump at 42.8. So apparently, uh, uh, neck and neck. Which compared to before, was Hillary was way up, and now Trump can't beat Hillary. Uh, apparently, that's not the facts. And uh, we got months until the uh, till the election. What do we got? Uh, six months, June. To, we got five months, five months and uh, seven days, or something like that. So uh, her response. Uh, 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 Hillary Clinton's response is to say the polls are meaningless and Trump isn't a real candidate.
2: Polls this far out mean nothing. Uh, They certainly mean nothing to me, and I think if people uh, go back and look, they really mean nothing uh, in terms of analyzing what's going to happen in the fall. We're not going to let, at least my campaign, is not going to let Donald Trump try to normalize himself uh, in this period. I do not want Americans and, you know, Good uh, thinking Republicans, as well as Democrats and independents, uh, to start to believe that this is a normal candidacy. It isn't.
1: Well, this isn't a normal time. We're, uh, we're about to see the American economy and America's uh, um, reputation in the world go over a cliff. So I don't know that this is a, a time for a normal candidacy. And the people have spoken, and they want somebody to do something, and that's why they've uh, nominated Donald Trump. And I can't say that I had any hand in that because California hasn't voted yet, but that's what it is. And, you know, you know these, these polls are meaningless this early. In the, this early. Is that like the FBI investigations don't mean anything either? Uh, I don't know. So Chuck Todd pushes back uh, against Hillary, and Hillary pushed back against him. Well, first of all, I have
2: two million more votes than Donald Trump. And I think voters, as opposed to, you know, the kind of back and forth in the public arena, when voters show up to vote, they take that vote seriously. And yes, I know he has a plurality of Republicans who have voted for him. Uh, But I think in the course of this campaign, uh, we are going to demonstrate he has no ideas. There's no evidence he has any ideas about making making america great as he advertises he seems to be particularly focused on making himself appear great and as we go through this campaign we're going to be demonstrating the hollowness of his rhetoric
1: the hollowness of his rhetoric you know i like a guy who just tells it like it is gets things done hillary clinton doesn't get anything done even when uh even when the guys in Benghazi were being attacked, you know what, I don't really need you to do anything but just say, send the other guys that get things done and let's save our Americans. And uh, she sat on her hands and did nothing. And somebody somebody made a conscious decision to not send planes because uh, there were planes in the air on their way to Benghazi and they were called back. And somebody made a conscious decision the next morning to lie about it. And make up the video thing, and uh, you know what Hillary Clinton, when your mouth is moving, you're lying, so that's how we that's how we know. She even went as so far as to say Republicans are telling her they're going to vote vote for her over Trump
2: and in my events in the last few weeks, I've had Republicans coming to tell me they are supporting me. They have different reasons for a lot of women it's the divisive, demeaning comments that Donald Trump has made about women. For others, a businessman just told me yesterday in Texas, he said, I'm a Republican. I've always voted Republican. I'm here giving you money, supporting you, because I do business all over the world. And I'm watching what this Trump effect is doing to our standing in the world. You know,
1: can you say B.S.? I'm sure you can. Yep. That's that's what's that's what's oozing out of her out of her pores when she says that stuff. Yeah. I, I could see the businessmen see what's happening all over the world with this Trump effect. And I just want to, you know, I don't want to do anything. I just want to uh, shut her up. So but Newt Gingrich, who's one of the smartest political animals, as far as I'm concerned, uh, says not so fast, Hillary. Here's his prediction. This country's had a long, long time to get to know Hillary Clinton. Uh, she cannot build a base that works. Uh, people don't believe her. That's actually getting worse, not better. And of course, she now has a real civil war. I think the Democrats will be a shambles by the end of the summer. I think younger, reform-oriented Democrats either won't vote or they'll vote for Trump. And that poses a huge problem for Hillary yeah I would have to agree i think uh Newt Gingrich is a smart guy. I think he has good perspective always have uh he was actually my pick in two thousand and twelve as uh Rudy Giuliani was my pick in two thousand and eight and just like this year um I don't get the pick uh I have to wait till all the other uh all the other states and i don't, nobody gets to hear my hear my uh my opinion, except for you guys here in Southern California. And uh we don't get to vote until the end. I don't know. I don't know who made that up. Hey, we're only the most important state in the country. How come we wait till the end? Eh, of course, probably if we did that, if we were first, who knows who knows what the whack the wackos in California would vote for. So uh, Hillary's desperation is now resorting to unfounded fear mongering about Trump. Uh, Here she, here she's uh, pretty much telling a crowd that if Trump becomes president, their kids could get shot.
2: He'd mandate that every school in America allow guns in classrooms. Every school, he said. If you want to imagine what Trump's America will look like, picture more kids at risk of violence and bigotry. Picture more anger and fear
1: guns in classrooms, oh my god! You know what? Guns don't kill people. Bad guys with guns kill people. At least if we have some good guys with guns in schools, if the bad guys come in, a good guy can shoot them before they shoot all our kids. Just saying. Okay, then my favorite part comes up uh, as she's trying to make, uh, make Trump the bad guy in the economic meltdown um... My favorite part in uh, – let's play this clip.
2: This is an economy that can't
0: find the bottom of bad news. Ten years of saving completely gone, vanished. It's the
2: biggest crash of household wealth that we've ever had in the United States.
0: I I sort of hope that happens because then people like me would go in and buy. If there is a a bubble burst, as they call it, uh, you know, you can make a lot of money.
1: That's Hillary's uh, uh, Trump attack ad that's out now. That uh, you know what is that bad? Hey, you know what? If the, he didn't cause the meltdown, hey, if you guys want to know what caused the meltdown, Google 2005 Senate Banking Committee. Just Google 2005 Senate Banking Committee. You're gonna find out it's the Democrats that forced subprime, in it. you can watch The Big Short, and The Big Short is right. Wall Street, Wall Street took it to to uh, took it from. Uh, from uh, uh, I don't know, uh, from a little bottle of poison to uh, a mass, a mass, um, what's the word? A mass uh, plague throughout the world. But the subprime loans should never have been there, and it was the Senate Banking Committee came out with a uh, came out with a a bill to rein in Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, and the Democrats voted right down on party lines and stopped it. Two thousand and eight, the exact same bill passed, but by that time the Fanny and Freddie were so big there was no way to stop it and uh, but nobody talks about that the government's involvement in, and was it the Democrats or the Republicans it's the people that want to make sure everybody has something easy let's make sure everybody everybody uh, uh has a house you know everybody's not smart enough or responsible enough to have a house that's why they have rentals that's why they have eviction lawyers okay you know and so so hey, you know what He bought houses low and whether he kept them or sold them and made money on them, I did the same thing. I can tell you eight and a half years ago, I was on the, on the air telling you guys, Hey, if you've got, if, if your house is upside down, pay the mortgage anyway. If you, unless you, unless you got one of those loans that where you lied about your income and you can't afford it, you know, regardless if your house is worth, if you have a $400,000 loan on a $200,000 house, And your credit's good and you qualified. It doesn't matter what your house is worth. It's still your house. You still have that job. Keep making the payment. Just dollar cost average. Go pick up some cheap rental houses and fix them up, and I was teaching classes how to get them with a, with as little money out of your pocket as you could, and buy those things, put renters in them, and when the market comes back up to where your house, when your house matches your your uh, your mortgage on it, and you're even, all those rental houses will give you hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equity. I did it. I taught a bunch of you to do it. Scott McAfee, who's on the radio all the time, he bought three or four of them. Uh, Dan here at the radio station had no experience in real estate. He's got five or six of them. Uh, guys at my office that got a lot of these rental properties. Now they're saying, "Is it time to sell yet?" Nope. "Is it time to sell yet?" Nope. No. Nope. Hey, these things cash flow. Keep them. Okay. If I got any that are a pain in the butt, um, then I, I'll sell them when they when they get empty. But. Right now, I don't really have any of those. Um, although I did sell one right down the street from me, just because having a renter right down the street from me, eh, was not as fun as I thought it would be. Since my wife Don and I walk our dog past there, hmm, what's he doing in our backyard? That's not our backyard. That's just our rental property. So, uh, so you know what? Um, it. It really go. It really goes down to. Uh, it really goes down to. Hey, you know what? Everything that Donald Trump did to make himself money is not make him a criminal. Um, it makes him a capitalist. And we live in a capitalist society. And hello, wake up. We need to fix our capitalist capitalism made our country great. It wasn't free EBT cards and it wasn't and it wasn't uh welfare and it wasn't free health care that made our country great. It was capitalism and strength and uh being free and fighting for people's uh rights. Not their right to be to be uh happy their right to to uh pursue happiness anyway so keep everything keep everything in uh, in perspective folks so last week hillary clinton then uh, she started telling crowds at her rallies that the person she would put in charge of the economy would be none other than bill clinton Even some Democrats aren't sure about that idea. So Chuck Todd asked her to clarify, and here's what she said.
2: I am going to ask my husband, who has a great track record in creating jobs, putting people to work, revitalizing communities, uh, to be in an advisory role, working with me, working with our cabinet, uh, to try to figure out what we can do. You know, every First Lady has taken on special projects, and I think my husband's understanding of how to get this economy moving in places that have been left behind will be incredibly valuable.
1: Hey, you know what Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton don't understand is the government doesn't create jobs.
2: Don't let anybody tell you that, uh, you know, corporations and businesses that create jobs. You know, that old theory, trickle down economics, that has been tried. That has
1: failed. So uh you know don't let anybody tell you that businesses and corporations and businesses create jobs. Apparently uh that's how it works, Hillary. The businesses and uh and companies create jobs. The government's job is just to stay out of the way. And uh Trump understands that and he'll understand the way to uh the way to fix that. Is to get government regulations, lower corporate taxes, and they, hey, you know what? He's penalizing people for being for being in another country instead of instead of creating incentives for them to be back. That's the same thing, okay? If you lower corporate taxes here and then put tariffs on on companies that are that are moving out of the country to bring their stuff back in, they'll move their they'll move the their companies back here. Don't just focus on hey you're penalizing people that's not a good idea to do. Well, that's how business is done. Make the advantage to be to have your business here employ American people instead of Mexican people and Chinese people. And uh you know if you uh if you make the 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 business business conditions right, they'll bring their companies back. So uh Chuck Todd Chuck Todd pointed out that not everyone views Clinton's first presidency in a positive light. Hillary defended her husband's policies.
2: But I ask people, when they criticize the 90s, what do they criticize? The peace or the prosperity? Because I think a lot of Americans, as I travel around the country, think of that as being a time when they thought they were getting ahead. Then we ran smack dab into the failed Republican economic policies.
1: Failed Republican economic policies. We ran right smack dab into them. You mean at the end of the Clinton uh, era, when uh, when the uh, he shut down the shut down all the military bases and people in the Inland Empire uh, saw their house house values plummet down, and because they lost jobs and everybody in the Inland Empire who was either military at March Air Force Base or Norton Air Force Base, I think George. George Air Force Base was shut down. Um, you know, everybody who's either military or driving to LA or Orange County on military contracts from Northrop or, or, uh, or Hughes Aircraft or any of those other big companies that were on military contracts, all of a sudden they lost their jobs. And therefore, we had a, a whole bunch of people with brand new houses that didn't have any equity and they didn't have anything to fall back on. I don't know. Is that what she's talking about? The Republican policies? I don't know. You know, you think about the 90s. What do I criticize? I don't criticize the prosperity or, hey, I criticize the music. But, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton is a moron. She doesn't know what the heck she's talking about. And you know what? You guys need to think for yourselves. Think about, think about what she's saying. Think about what's going on. And, uh, and uh, make the right decision. Make the right decision. I guess June 7th we don't really have, have anything left to do. I'm going uh, to make sure I vote. And, uh, and incidentally, uh, when it comes to the Senate, I'm supporting Tom Del Beccaro. So, uh, if you guys go, who should we vote for? I don't know many of these guys because they're not on TV. Tom Del Baccaro for Senate, in California. Don't let Ka- uh, Kamala Harris have it. Um, Tom Del Beccaro is who we're gonna, who we're gonna support. And, uh, and I think, uh, for the 41st district, I'm, uh, I'm leaning Doug Shepard. So, uh, just so you know, everybody has their own vote, everybody has the right to make their decision. And I'm giving everybody the right to hear what my decisions are as well, and that's how I'm voting. So anyway, uh, folks, uh, I'm out of time for part one. Stay tuned. Five minutes of the traffic, weather, and commercials, and I'll be right back with part two of the main event. Don't go away. Hey, buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen
0: to every damn word I have to say!
1: And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. If you hear something that sounds like common sense and you need some mortgage financing, refinancing, purchase reverse mortgage any of that stuff and you want to talk to someone who will talk common sense to you talk to you like you're uh like you uh, you know so so you can understand it um call me toll free at 855-640-2020 855-640-2020 so we've been talking about uh, uh Trump and uh Trump and Hillary uh all the first half and what's going on and um and and we talked about how the uh how the how Hillary's insulting stuff that really should make uh Trump look better cuz he had the intelligence to buy high or buy low and sell high you know there's some things i tweeted about this week i said hey buy low sell high um free market capitalism and uh supply and demand these are words that that intelligent people make money with okay if you didn't get a chance to 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 make any money when the when the The housing market was down. There's still opportunities out there. There's still, you know, learn them now. Learn them now. Hopefully you're not as old as me. And, uh, or, uh, and even if you are, there's still time to to make your fortune. Start thinking right. The difference between rich people and poor people are the way they think. Watch the stuff you see on TV. Think about it. Use some common sense. So, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, uh, Bill Clinton. As I was talking about that, uh, uh, Hillary wants to put Bill Clinton in charge. You know what? If we wanted to reelect Bill Clinton, ah, uh, that would be illegal. So let's just let's just uh, elect his wife, so she can put. I think he's a little out of it these days. So, but Trump has made the former president's mis former uh, misdeeds fair game against Hillary. It started last week when New York Times hit piece on Trump was challenged by many of the women who were featured in it. After talking about the way the Times manipulated the women's statements in the story, Trump told Sean Hannity that none of the Times' allegations against him were as bad as they had been alleged against Bill Clinton. Here's what happened.
0: What about what Clinton's done? How big an issue should that be in the campaign? For example, I, I looked at the New York
2: Times. Are they going to interview Juanita Broderick? Are they going to interview Paula Jones? Are they going to interview Kathleen Willey? In one case, it's about exposure. In another case, it's about groping and fondling and touching against a woman's will. And rape. And rape. Should and
0: big settlements, massive settlements. $850,000 to and Paula Jones. lots of other things. and impeachment for lying smearing for yeah. and losing your law license you know he lost his law license okay uh couldn't practice law and you don't read about this on clinton
1: yep and uh you know when you think of when you when you hear about it, i've been talking about how you know it's funny the only people insulting trump are the people that are opposed to him his opponents uh the pundits you know they're all they're all making their judgments. People that don't know him, but the people that know him have done business with him. You'd think if he was really a bad guy, they'd come out and say, oh, "I did a business with Trump, and he he just he just stuck the knife in my back." I tried to do this, and he negotiated, and I, and and it just he really took advantage of me, I'll, or use some other words that I can't say on the radio. Or and some some women come in, hey, he did this. The New York Times runs a runs a story, and then the the women come out and say, "I didn't say that. I didn't say that." And, uh, so, and, you know, happily, I said this before, uh, last week when Don and I were on vacation, um, we were in New York city and we went to Trump tower and I talked to some Trump employees and you know what? They all have utmost respect for him. They think he's a great guy. They, uh, they, he calls on his employees to do their jobs and he treats them good. All right. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that's a sign of anything, but, uh, I don't know that you'd hear the same thing from, uh, from uh, people that work for Hillary Clinton, I will tell you I know a guy who's in the who was in the Marines that was part of what uh, was uh, uh escorting her when she was Secretary of State and said what a b word she is, and uh, you go everywhere, she has to have her Fiji water. you know what you know when I drink bottle of water, I have the favorites that I'll buy when I'm going to buy it, but you know what if i'm thirsty, i'll drink just about anything in a bottle. Uh, Or anything that's not in a bottle, if it's uh, if it's filtered, anything in a Patron bottle is good too. uh, If it's uh, if the sun is down, and uh, you know what, and if you know if I want Aquafina, and the only thing that's available is uh, Crystal Geyser, I don't care. I'm gonna drink Crystal Geyser. But apparently Hillary Clinton's above that. She has to have the square bottle. She has to have the Fiji water. And I'm sure there's a whole bunch of other stuff. But I'm gonna lose lose track of my notes. I'm not gonna get everything said I want to say. So. uh, Uh, So then the story continued this week as Trump started bringing up Bill Clinton in his rallies.
0: Hillary Clinton's husband abused women more than any man that we know of in the history of politics, right? She's married to a man who hurt many women.
1: So for those of you that don't remember the 90s, don't remember the 90s. You know what? I think about it. People that were three years old when 9-11 happened get to vote this time. You could have been three years old. When the planes hit the towers in nine eleven this year you get the vote. You know what It's kind of scary it's kind of scary there's a whole bunch of history you guys don 't remember and uh, for those of you that don't that don 't know, Juanita Broderick and Kathleen Williard, these are women who credibly said that Bill Clinton raped them this week's trump's campaign used audio from past interviews in an ad against Hillary.
2: I was very nervous. No woman should be subjected to it. It was an assault. He starts
0: to bite uh, on my top man, and I try to pull away from him.
1: <laughs> no, Hillary went on uh, went on talk shows and talked about how she supports her husband, and these are just uh, political attack attack uh, plans that the Republicans are just trying to attack his credibility. I don't know. It sounded pretty uh, pretty credible uh back in the 90s when we were listening to it. And it's funny how uh it's funny how uh, uh he settled with uh, Paul Jones for $850,000. I don't know. If I did nothing wrong, I'm not settling for 850,000. I'm not settling for $850. I'm not even charged I'm not even to settle for 850 cents. I'll pay my uh, I'll pay my lawyer a lot more money than that to to uh, defend my integrity. And you know what? If, uh, if Bill Clinton can't keep his zipper up for eight years while you're in the White House to protect the integrity of the presidency, then uh, I don't know. Do we want him in charge of our economy? When you come down to it, the economy was uh, the surplus of, uh, of tax money in the 90s. Came from uh, who, who controls the, uh, who controls the, uh, the money in uh, the government? I think it's Congress. I think it was uh we voted in the Republicans back into uh back into uh, uh majority in nineteen ninety four I believe it was and Newt Gingrich became Speaker of the House and they shut down the government because they wouldn't they wouldn't bend like our current uh, uh republican- maj- uh, majority is bending they're trying to just make everybody happy, but Newt Gingrich led the uh, the Congress and the uh, the contract with America, and they balance the budget and they and they turn the economy they turn the economy around, and uh, and Bill Clinton gets credit for it because he was president, but for those of us that lived through it, we had somebody with some uh, some um, guts. So I'm going to use another word, so Hillary just defends her husband and calls all these women, you know you know what to think that she she's standing up for women's rights, she didn't back then, so uh we go on so uh now uh now, in the last week, we've seen uh the trump the Trump rallies, and there's riots there. Trump had a rally in uh, Albuquerque. They're trying to blame Trump for the riots uh in Albuquerque, New Mexico on Wednesday. Uh, hit a new low for protest behavior. Cops were trampled on. The American flag was set on fire. There was even some animal cruelty to h- police horses. Here's Megan Kelly describing the chaos uh, with the riot noise playing in the background.
2: Protesters rammed the barricades. They jumped on and ran across cop cars. And as if that were not enough, they even took their anger out on innocent animals. Take a look. The crowds spooking one horse so badly it backed up, and then it fell to the ground. Look at this. When it did, the protesters actually cheered. They-
1: what kind of animals? You know, you... you. Uh- you disturb a horse like that and he falls to the ground and you cheer. I'm so happy that these protesters are waving Mexican flags around uh just to so goes to show that we need to build the wall. You know what? This is America here. You know what? If you can't if you want to be here then wave an American flag. You wave the Mexican flag and and start up uh, protesting, you know what? You need to go back to Mexico, then. I'm 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 completely with Trump. Build that wall. And you know what's funny is the 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 Latino immigrants that are here, the Hispanics. I don't know what what the proper thing to call them is now. Um, but the Mexican people that are here legally, they want the wall because they don't want the they don't want the illegal Mexicans here, the illegal uh, immigrants coming over here and making them look bad. And I will tell you, there's a there's a there's an anti-Trump guy here in the radio station who uh, who agreed with that. He goes, yeah, I don't. They, they make us look bad, and make us you know make us. They just prove prove Trump's points, and uh, and he's an anti-Trump guy. So. Uh, then Thursday, it was Southern California's turn. The protests outside Anaheim Convention Center weren't quite as out of control as they were in Albuquerque, but they certainly weren't peaceful either. Here's Fox reporter on the scene.
0: In the last five minutes, we've seen seven or eight arrests. At the same time, the protesters have been throwing huge rocks at the officers. I mean, rocks as
1: big as my hand here. They've also been lighting things on fire. That- yeah, that's civilized. That is civilized. You know, uh, I heard that that somebody had it was wearing a Trump hat. One of the protesters uh grabbed it off his hat, threw it, somebody else grabbed it and lit it on fire. What a bunch of morons. What a bunch of morons. You know what? It, it's it's scary because I got my concealed carry license this week. And uh I'm gonna really have to have a have some self talk with myself because I get put in a position like that. I don't want to draw on someone for for murdering my hat. I think I went through the class and it said you're not allowed to you're not allowed to pull the trigger on someone for murdering your hat. It has to be uh has to be deadly uh you know, you're in fear of bodily bodily uh harm or uh or death of yourself or someone else. And I don't think I'm just the kind of guy that needs to psych up for uh, assist a uh, thing like this if i'm carrying and someone murders my trump hat uh i'm just going to have to have a have a little counseling with myself maybe i just won't carry on that time <clears throat> but that's how it is. So throwing rocks at cops, setting things on fire, torturing animals, vandalizing cars. You and I call that indefensible. But the liberal pundits at PMSNBC, uh, listen how they characterize the violence.
2: I see people, a lot of people expressing their humanity in the face of a candidate who has really built his candidacy on Denouncing their humanity, and uh, I mean, yeah, there are a few people out there who are not out there to actually protest, but at the end of the day, they accomplished their goal. They got on the, on TV and they got their issues aired. You now, I said the three people we heard from were great yeah, mm-hmm. they were they really ha- they have grievances it 's not like it 's mindless or they just want violence they 're speaking up against someone who's really attacking their community
1: This is why I say confidently that Democrats are morons. Okay. Uh, Hillary Clinton's a moron. And if, uh, if you're thinking of supporting her, then you're a moron too. I'm sorry. Did I, I didn't mean to insult anybody, but I just, uh, was speaking my mind. Apparently it's working for Trump. It's working for me too. Hey, uh, here's an article that my friend Paul Oster at a remax of mammoth sent me. I've said many times that, you know, Paul's one of my uh, mentors that he introduced me to the uh, rich dad, poor dad books, uh, before I, uh, created my, my uh, my real estate empire, and uh, he sent me this article. A little di- little different take on Donald Trump. Uh, Michal Michal M Y C H A L Michal Massey, ordained minister, spends 13 years full time Christian ministry. Today serves as founder and chairman of the Racial Policy Center, a think tank officially founded September 2015 that advocates colorblind society. You know, colorblind society that would be like our president, our black president gets in there and says, "Hey, I got elected by black people and white people, so this should be the end of end of uh, raci- uh, racism because there's nothing there's nothing that you can't achieve based on the color of your skin but instead he went and we're going to get some payback so uh, so, here's this article that uh, Michelle Massey said. Uh, he said, We recently enjoyed a belated holiday dinner with friends at the home of, our, of other friends. The dinner conversation was jocund, uh, ranging from discussions about antique glass to China to theology and politics. At one point, reference was made to Donald Trump being a conservative, to which I responded that Trump is not a conservative. I said that I neither view nor do I believe Trump views himself as a conservative. I stated that it is my opinion that Trump as a pragmatist. He sees a problem, understands that it must be fixed. He doesn't see the problem as liberal or conservative. He sees it as only a problem. That is a quality that should be admired and applauded, not condemned, but I get ahead of myself. Viewing problems from a liberal perspective has resulted in the creation of more problems, more more entitlement programs, more victims, more government, more political correctness, and more attacks on the working class and all economic strata. Viewing things through the so-called Republican conservative uh, perspective has brought continued spending, globalism to the detriment of American interest as, and well-being, denial of what the real problems are, weak, ineffective, milk-toast leadership, and afraid of its own shadow. In brief, it has brought liberal ide- ideology with a pachyderm as a joint juxtaposed to the Democrat Party. Immigration isn't a Republican problem. It isn't a liberal problem. It's a problem that threatens the very fabric and infrastructure of America. It it demands pragmatic approach, not an approach that is intended to appease one group or another. The impending collapse of the economy isn't liberal or conservative problem. It's an American problem. That said, until it is viewed as a problem that demands common sense approach to the resolution, it will never be fixed because the Democrats and Republicans know only one way to fix things and the longevity of their impracticality has proven to have last, no lasting effect. Successful businessmen like Donald Trump finds ways to make things work. They do not promise promise to accommodate. Trump uniquely understands that China's manipulation of currency is not a Republican uh, problem or Democrat problem. It's a problem that threatens our financial stability, and he understands the proper balance needed to fix it. Here again, successful businessmen like Donald Trump, who have weathered the changing tides of economic reality, understand that what is necessary to make business work, and they, unlike both sides of the political aisle, know that that if something doesn't work, you don't continue trying to make it work, hoping that at some point it will. As a pragmatist, Donald Trump hasn't made wild pie-in-the-sky promises of cell phone, for a cell phone in every pocket, free college tuition, and $15 an hour minimum wage for working the drive-thru at Carl's Hamburger's. I argue that America needs pragmatists because pragmatists see a problem and find the way to fix them. They do not see a problem and compound it by creating more problems. You may not like Donald Trump, but I suspect that the reason people don't like him is one because he's antithetical to the good old boy method of brokering backroom deals that fatten coffers, fatten coffers of politicians. They are unaccustomed to, they're unaccustomed to hearing candidates speak who is unencumbered by the financial shekels of those who own them vis-a-vis donations. Three, he is someone who is free of idiomatic political ideology and four, He is someone who understands that it takes more than hollow promises and political correctness to make America great again. Listening to Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders talk about fixing America is like listening to two lunatics trying to out-crazy one another. Jeb Bush, John Kasich, and Marco Rubio are owned lock, stock, and barrel by the bankers, corporations, and big dollar donors funding their campaigns. Bush can deny it, but common sense tells anyone willing to face the facts. That is, that is that people don't give tens of millions of dollars without accepting something in return we've had Democrat and Republican ideologues and what what has has it brought to us? Are we better off today or worse off? Has it happened overnight or has it been a steady decline brought on both by both parties? I submit that a pragmatist might be just what America needs right now, as I said earlier, a pragmatist sees a problem and understands that the solution to fix the same is not about a party but about willingness. To And boldness to get it done. People are quick to confuse and despise confidence as arrogance. But that is common amongst those who have never accomplished anything in their lives. Or politicians who never really solve a problem because it's better to still have an issue to be solved. So re-elect me to solve it, which never happens. And those who have always played it safe, again all politicians, not willing to risk failure to try and achieve success. Donald Trump has a total financial empire at risk running for president. That says it all. Success for the U.S. You know what? I think this guy hits it right on the head. I think uh, people, I've said it before, people undervalue, undervalue, underrate the ability to push the execute button. To get anything done. To uh, you know, Coming up with a plan is a great plan, but how can you get it done? Hey, let's just get it done. Let's just do it. Um, I can tell you as a guy who, who, who built a business from me to me and my wife, to me and my wife and a partner to, uh, me and my wife and a partner and a couple other people to, uh, my wife goes back to uh, take care of our kids and to me and a partner and a bunch of other people, one person at a time, uh, never really, never really laid out tons of cash to get it started, started out with, uh, with laying it out and risking part of the income from it to try and pay bills and to to build it and to build up to, to where it is today. And, and, uh, uh, very successful, not anything near what Donald Trump has done, but, uh, run a successful business that actually helps people own houses and helps, helps our employees, uh, uh, build some success for their lives. And, uh, pushing the execute button is harder than people think. People say, Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, Donald Trump got a million dollar loan from his dad, and he turned it into ten billion. Well, it's really not ten billion; it's six billion, or it's four billion. I don't care if it's one billion. If you gave it, the the equivalent is is giving your kids a thousand dollars and having them and having them turn it into ten million, or five million, or one million. It's harder than you think, and you know, and the and the risk factor that I put up in the deals that I make, and I'm nowhere near what what Donald Trump is. I'm dealing with, with deals that are hundreds of thousands of dollars in real estate transactions. He's, he's working with hundreds of millions of dollars in the, in the real estate deals. He does. It's tougher than you think folks. There's too many regulations and too much other little problems that make it harder to do. And believe me, the fact that he's been able to sustain and build his business successfully. And you know what, if he was treating people wrong and, and doing people wrong, um, that would come out. Trump University, the fact that Trump University, that people paid money for a get rich, how to get rich in real estate and did nothing with it, that's that's epidemic in this country. Hey, you want to get rich in real estate? Yeah, I do, I do. It's gonna cost you fifteen thousand or it's gonna cost you two hundred ninety-nine dollars, it's gonna cost anything. It's free, whatever it is. Most people do nothing with it. I taught classes in my office on how to how to how to uh uh, how to find great deals in real estate and how to put them together down to the, how to get the money and how to do everything. And guess what? Most people did nothing with it. A whole bunch of people did something with it and they own houses with a ton of equity now. But I will tell you, and I will tell you that when, uh, Don and I bought, we had 18 rental houses 2006, we sold 15 of them and bought it and rolled it into a commercial property, which sustained us through the downturn in the mortgage market. When we worked uh, 60 hours a week for free to make sure our employees got paid, went 35 months without a paycheck. And then when the market came back and started to get paid again, uh, we started to buy properties again in, I don't know, Oh nine or 10. And I will tell you that first one that I made a bid on, I got nervous about it. Yeah, I'm going to write a cash offer on this thing. Or I'm going to write whatever offer on the thing. And uh, when the realtor sent me over the offer to sign, I got nervous. And I had to coach myself back into, hey, this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. And by the time I signed it, I was pumped up about it. Okay? It's having the guts to sign that sign that name on the dotted line, to write that check, to to push that execute button. And I will tell you that Donald Trump has a record of doing that. And Hillary Clinton doesn't have a record of doing anything, and neither does Bernie Sanders or Barack Obama. Let's put someone in the in the White House that can actually do something. Hey, so I've got about a minute and a half left. Um I saw this article in uh on Fox News Insider. College college students limit want to eliminate grades below C. Come on. That's uh, Oberlin University in Ohio. Uh, they want to. Uh, they want on a protest to where they don't have grades below C. Hey, can you say communism? If when you take away the D's and F's, that means you took away the the ability to fail. You know what happens when you don't have the ability to fail? No one will try to succeed. If there's no, hey, if you could do nothing, go to college, hey, I paid my tuition and I passed all this. I've got a college degree at straight C's because that's the lowest grade you could get. But I passed because I paid my tuition. I've got a degree that doesn't mean anything. Guess what? Nobody's degree is going to mean anything. If the If you don't have the ability to fail, you don't have the ability to succeed. And that's what capitalism is about. Use your use your brains, folks. We got we got some important decisions to make this year, and uh, you've got some important decisions to make. There's some great deals out there in real estate. There's some uh, there's some, some there's some some good times ahead, and we're probably gonna have some challenging times ahead. But uh, you know, use your brain. Listen, think. Listen to the main event every week. Think about what I'm saying. Think about what you hear me saying. If you hey, hey you know, what? I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I agree with him. Think about it. Make your own decisions. Don't listen to CNN. And spend some time paying attention to something that actually means something like this election and uh, what's going on in our country. Because it doesn't matter what the, the sports teams do or any of that. It matters what's going on in our country that affects you. Anyway, I'm out of time to stop ranting about this. My name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event. I'll be back again with you next week.